This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Now, here's Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. You know, Hammy, I really wish we could use some Van Halen music there. That, that would be nice. I suppose that you'd have to probably pay a pretty penny, though, wouldn't you? Probably. That wouldn't be good, would it? No. I mean, they've got so many great songs, have great intro music, you know, even without the without the words, that would be great, but uh, I have a feeling it would cost a pretty penny. I don't know. What are the rules on instrumentals? I have no freaking yeah, clue. No, it's all copyright stuff, so but you're pretty well, much... You'd pretty much get screwed either way if they found out. It's like, mm. I want to say it's $150,000 per instance. No, thank uh, you. I, <laughs> I, I'm so, I can't help you with that one. <laughs> I don't think anybody could. <laughs> it's on the vintage Minnesota hockey budget. <laughs> I don't think so. I just don't think so. Well, guys, oh, boy. Rough weekend, Viggs. Rough, yeah, rough weekend. It definitely was. I, th- I think on Saturday night, uh, the Gophers did not bring their game to the Excel. And uh, against a team like Bemidji, that just doesn't work very well. Um, there are just too many long shifts, too many turnovers, uh, not enough puck battle wins, a lot of sloppy breakouts. The, the wall play was pretty disappointing. It just seemed like Bemidji State was was sharper and on top of their game, and ended up costing the Gophers because they couldn't generate enough offense. Couldn't generate enough offense. That's Lucia's favorite response. You know, I wish if we could only get to three. If we could only get to three, we'll be good. Well, he didn't get the three, Hammy. No, I mean, I think you know when I when I think about the best Gopher teams, it's usually a, a team that's got a couple guys from the blue line that can really drive the offense and get it kind of going the other direction. And um, we just don't have, I think, that type of a guy. I mean, Brozinski, I mean, he can score goals on the power play and stuff, but to me he's not very dynamic. And, um, you know, Bischoff, I think he's a a solid player, but he's not going to, like, really knock your socks off with anything. And, um, you know, the other guys are pretty pedestrian moving the puck. So it's just like I think that they just have a hard time getting going. I don't – think that the forwards are as much of an issue. I, I mean, I think we've got some good scoring forwards. Are we as deep as some years? No, but um, I think that they have some quality forwards on d- different lines, but I just think from a defensive standpoint, it's just the transition game just isn't there. Well, the, the Bemidji State game started okay, Viggs. I mean, they got to one nothing, one to one then they took the lead in the third period, and then it all fell apart. Yeah, it was a little disappointing. You know, they just got a little sloppy. They they put uh, Bemidji on the power play um, towards the end of the the third, and and it looked like they were gonna you know be in it in a close game. But when you put a team on the power play like that, it's just a, a mistake you can't take. Um, it was maybe a little bit of a questionable call on uh, Sealer, but you know you just got to be extra careful in those situations, and he couldn't get away with it. Um, I do think that the third and fourth lines, the the wings on those on those lines, 
do struggle against the wall, and that gets the Gophers in a lot of trouble. And they get in these situations where they have these long shifts in their own end, and they just get hemmed in. You know, there isn't really a defenseman like a Brady Shea or Mike Riley who can just you know take it on his own and get them out of the zone when they need to. Um, you look at the the wings on the top two lines. You know, they've got guys like Bristet and Sheen Fashing who are able to get out of the zone on their own. And so there just aren't a lot of pressure relief valves on this team right now. So we have that lovely 4-2 loss Saturday afternoon or Saturday early evening. Then we followed up with another winner against Minnesota State, Hammy. 3-2 loss. What an ending to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, it is disappointing. I mean, you know, I didn't think that they played, like, as badly um, in some respects. I, I, you know, I wasn't quite as disappointed with the effort. Um, of course, it's kind of hard to feel good about anything after losing to Bemidji on Saturday. So I guess that's kind of moral victory territory in a sense. But, um, you know, it's disappointing. I just think that uh, this team, is, they just don't have the horses in some areas this year. And, and uh, you know, if they're not playing on top of their game and working really hard on a consistent shift-to-shift basis, and uh, they're going to struggle, and we've seen that. Well, what do we do? I mean, sure, we go back to uh, conference play for the rest of the season, but, boy, our non-conference, boy, it just looks terrible. Five wins, ten losses in non-conference play this year. That is not a recipe to get into the NCAA tournament, Viggs. No, I I do think the one bright spot, though, is Eric Shearhorn's playing well enough where this team has a chance if they can get into the tournament. And we've seen that the Big Ten is not – especially strong this year. You know, Penn State's done some things, but lately they haven't looked very good. Uh, Michigan's been able to score a lot of goals, but their goaltending's been really suspect. So right now Minnesota's just playing to get one of those top two seeds in the Big Ten for the tournament, and they're probably going to have to win that tournament to get in. I don't know if the quality win bonuses over Michigan and Penn State will be enough to get them into the top 15 uh, for pairwise, so... You know, they've put themselves in a bad spot by losing all these non-conference games. Well, in a realistic sense, they, you know, if they don't win the tournament, they pretty much need to win the rest of their conference games just to get up even into contention, don't you think? Yeah, it's pretty close. I mean, there's a couple of guys out there who do uh, the pairwise projections, and I'm sure we'll be looking at them mm-hmm. uh, as we get in this final 10-game stretch. But, you know, for them to have a chance at, at getting into the pairwise, you know, without having to win the Big Ten tournament, they're probably going to have to win out. Ouch. I think that's kind of how you have to look at it at this yeah, point. That's, that's I, I mean, if they're going to do anything anyways, I mean, and I don't think any of us really suspect that they're going to as far as a NCAA run goes. Although, you know, like you mentioned with a goalie, um, if he's playing well enough, you can steal some wins and get further than you think. But, uh, you know, they're going to have to go on a run because right now, from a non-conference perspective, it, it just it hurts them too much. And, I, you know, if they get into the NCAA tournament, you don't really feel particularly positive depending on, you know, who the matchup is, of course. But, you know, when you're, you know, 5 and 10 and whatever and, you know, a non-conference, it's not exactly uh, – you know, something that you're going to feel positive about when you start playing in the NCAA against good teams that aren't in your conference. So, And realistically, if they do make the tournament, they will be at the X, and they'll 
be playing a number one seed, which is going to be a North Dakota or St. Cloud. And I hate to say it, guys, but those teams are far superior to the Gophers right now, the way the Gophers are playing. Well, I mean, it's, you know, that we've talked about it a million times because we've seen the Gophers lose as a great team. You know, all it really takes is one day, one game, one goalie's on top of his game, and, you know, anything can happen. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, you know, from a paper standpoint. Yeah, you're going to be pretty unfavorable matchup in those situations, but uh, you never know. But, I, you know, even if they did win the first game, I, I don't think anybody really realistically – expects this team to go on a run of any sort when it gets if it gets to the NCAAs and you know that's the disappointing thing that you know you can't really even feel that significantly optimistic at this point I do think one of the one bright spots right now is Justin Clouse's game you know he's on a seven game scoring streak and I was I was looking back at uh, some of those stats for for gopher hockey and it's been 20 plus years since someone's been on a streak like that and he's basically carrying that line right now. And, you know, the the Fashing, Bristad, uh, Novak line has been good. So if you can ride those six players, you know, you're you're able to be a threat at least. Except for Kloos is going to go pro after the season's over with. And... <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. That's just... <laughs> just kidding. I've got a source that says that's unlikely. Yeah, well, that's what I hear too. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, you know. That's the that's the message board banter, you know. <laughs> um, Viggs, what is going on with Minnesota playing other Minnesota schools? Just this year, they're one in seven, but what are they one in twelve over the past two years, or something close to that? Yeah, I mean, you can only say you get their opponents' best game so many times when <laughs> this keeps happening. You know, I, I not to rail on Hudson Fashing, but he said that he's. He said, you know, we get their A games because they want to beat Minnesota. For whatever reason, they get extra hyped up, and, and the Minnesota players don't answer the bell. That's I think a bunch the, of BS. I'm sick yeah. of that, too. I think more of the case this year is they've got 10 new players in their lineup, and they just have not been strong enough getting out of their own zone. I think in every game against an in-state team this season, you know, they've struggled to break out, and it's just been – too fierce for some of those guys along the wall and it's hard for them to simulate that in practice and I think it's you know some of the competition they play that aren't in-state rivals just don't bring that kind of pressure and so I think this team has gotten in trouble because of that and they've struggled to generate five-on-five offense you know I mean I do feel there is an element of truth that these other teams do put a greater emphasis on those gopher games I'm not disputing that but what bothers me is that when players sort of start to use that as a cop-out, I'm not saying that fashing was necessarily, but when you have that mentality like, well, you know, it's acceptable that we lost because, you know, these teams are giving us their A game because of who we are and blah, blah, blah. It becomes a little bit of a a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, when you lose. And I feel like some of that kind of trickles down from the head coach, who I think kind of spews some of that stuff in his own right about, you know, all these, some of these kids are getting, you know, they get up for the Gophers because we didn't offer them a scholarship and they see it as, you know, hey, you should have given me that chance. And I just, I don't like the excuse making in that sense. I do think there's some, an element of truth to it, but it bothers me a little bit when it starts to be kind of talked about from a player standpoint. Well, I think it's become rather a joke if you're going to say that. I'm sorry, that's just BS. 
Well, I think it's like I think it's true, but yes, when it gets to be an extended period of time where you're not playing well and, and you're just losing a lot of the games, then you're kind of like, all right, there's probably more to it than just simply they're getting up for it more than we are, you know. Well, I think flat out, some of the other teams in the state are better than the Gophers right now. Well, definitely. Minnesota State's much better than they used to be five, six years ago. St. Cloud, same thing. Uh, Duluth hasn't been great after they played Minnesota this year, but coming into the season, you know, they were probably a favorite of a lot of people to be a one seed. So I think those other programs have done a good job. Well, and it's always cyclical as well. I mean, let's be honest. It's like not like these teams – I mean, you know, this, these records that we're talking about are just in a brief window of a couple of years. It's not like it's been eons and eons of time or something along those lines. I think that yep. Yep. people get people get caught up in the conference strength or how we're doing against a certain team, and we haven't played them well in a few years or whatever. They get this little kind of, uh, you know, the blinders on where they're just looking at a brief period of time and not really thinking about necessarily the big picture and and that's where i think that sometimes people get a little caught up in things well i must say some of the most entertainment i had this weekend is i I shot from the photo box in the third period of the bemidji state game and let me tell you seratory and his assistant coaches are as entertaining as could be they are yelling they're screaming holy f-bombs left and right Man, it was just pure entertainment listening to them. Because obviously everything was against them. And how could you make that effing call? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, boy, you could tell he's an old school hockey guy. Because, you know, you don't hear that as much on our side. But, boy, Saratori and his assistants were very entertaining, Biggs. Well, he, they're a very entertaining family. <laughs> True. You know, every time they're doing a presser, uh, it's kind of must listen to to find out what they're going to say next because those those guys know how to talk and entertain. So you know it's always fun to to see all these coaches at at the North Star College Cup. Um, I hope it's something that uh, continues because it's great to to see these personalities that we wouldn't otherwise get to see um, every year. Well, let's, so well, let's I talk know, about that, Viggs. I mean, you 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 saw that tweet from the their uh, Twitter account today. You know what what can you do better? Um, Obviously, the, the the turnout wasn't that good, and you know, obvi- another obvious thing is that you know Minnesota really needs to be strong if this if this tournament wants to be successful in the long run. And obviously, two out of the three years so far, Minnesota has stunk it up. But what can we? What can they do to improve this? Well, I know that Bemidji brought a lot of fans down this year by buses. They they filled yep. up three sections for the weekend. Um, so I think the other schools need to really try to get an emphasis on bringing their fans in for the weekend. Um, I, I like the idea of getting students there as easily as they can. I know that a lot of them did reduce prices for students, but I think it's something that they really need to promote and get this, you know, tournament where you know we get sixteen thousand instead of the twelve, ten, fourteen. Well, on Saturday it was, but Sunday it was bad. A lot of no shows on Sunday. Well, I think you know. Part of it's the Gophers just got to be better. They they are. Oh, the, that's the, one thing we just talked they're, about. They're the drawing card. Uh, you know, I mean, not not to be disrespectful to the other teams, but let's be honest. The Gophers are the big drawing card, and if they're not playing well, if they don't not feeling a you know a top notch team that people are going to be excited about, you know, it's hard for people to want to really show up, especially. I mean, you know, some of these other teams will show up just because it's, hey, we're playing at Excel and that's great and whatever, but 
Um, you know, Gopher fans, it's like they, you know, they are going to need a better team to get into if they're, if they're going to want this tournament to be a success. Well, I did get a chance to visit with my uh, former Rube friend, Jeremy, so you missed him on fr- on Saturday, Viggs. Well, he's got a great team to follow this year. St. Cloud does. sure looks high-powered. High um, they were clearly the class of the tournament. Um, they've got so much scoring depth that it's uh, tough to play against them because you have to respect their power play so much. You know, one thing that may have been good is that Minnesota did not play St. Cloud because it could have gotten ugly. It was ugly enough for Bemidji, but I can imagine St. Cloud a lot more pumped up to kick Minnesota's butt. Yeah, but on the flip side, maybe that was the game Minnesota was hoping for. And by not playing them, you know, they uh, came out with flat efforts both both games. Ugh, to say the least. Gosh, that was just ugly. Ugh. Made for a long Sunday afternoon, I'll tell you that, Vix, because I know you wanted to get out of there as soon as you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It, I don't blame it's you. Tough. It's tough. I mean, they tried the afternoon game times to try to make it easier for fans from out of the metro to come down to the games, and I think it's pretty obvious that that didn't work. Um, the attendance was, you know, two to four thousand left for each session. So I, I think, you know, for this to be successful, they're going to have to go back to those primetime games. I don't know what they're going to do for that Friday game because, you know, they want to try to get fans there, and if they have the game too early. You know, people got to take the day off, but, um, but clearly the afternoons didn't work. The question, though, is, is do you even want to keep the event? Ooh. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's something you got to ask yourself. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I'm, tough. Not, I'm not one of the administrators. I'm not. I'm not a bean counter, so I don't know. You know what value it does or doesn't bring, but I mean, at the same time, you have to start thinking about some of these kinds of things. Well, I mean, I all the other coaches want this tournament to go on. So, you know, Hastings, Motsko, uh, Saratori, Lucia all quoted this week saying they, they think this tournament's a good idea. It's good for the state of hockey. It's good for the players to get the experience of going to excel. And if they can get the attendance to, to 16,000, you know, I think it makes it worthwhile for them. Yeah, that, I just don't but, think they're going to get that. <laughs> Well, and I also think I don't like if I'm a Bemidji coach, for instance. I mean, yeah, I would love to come down to the cities and get some attention and whatever. But you know, I mean, from the Gopher standpoint, it's like, is that really doing much for you? I don't know. I mean, I'm not like the bean counter, like I said, but um, I, I don't blame some of the outstate teams for wanting to come down and have their fans be in the cities and play at Excel and do all that stuff because that's something you know. And plus, it it helps them get some extra brand recognition with players down here and whatever. I get all that, but from a gopher standpoint, you start saying, you know, is this the way we should be spending a weekend or should we try to, you know, find another way of having another series at Mariucci or what are we going to do? You know I mean? I just get to start thinking about that kind of stuff. I don't see a whole hell of a lot of clamoring fans for this weekend. I mean, I didn't feel like there was a hell of a lot of hype a hell of a lot of excitement, you know, or whatever. It just kind of feels like, hey, we had a great time when that was a WCHA Final Five. Maybe we can try to, I mean, obviously not be the same as that, but try to capture a little bit of that. And I don't know. To me, it seems like it's failing, but whatever. It's just a wait and see type of thing, I guess. I mean, it's definitely not a bean pot, but uh, I, I get what you mean when the, the luster is kind of lost there when, 
you know, we're not playing them in conference. I'm sorry. It's just not a big of a deal to play Bemidji or St. Cloud or whatever Minnesota, that school in that tournament, because, you know, we just, we see them from non-conference too, and it's just not that exciting then. So Yeah, and, and that's the thing that I think that is sort of, I mean, I know I've, Lucia has acknowledged this to a degree that the, even those series aren't the same in, as they were when it was a league. I mean, for me, it's like, it's not that I don't want to beat St. Cloud or Duluth or whatever. Of course I want us to beat them and I want to do well against them and all that stuff. But, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't, I have a harder time getting up for those. And I'm not saying like they've been replaced by like a Penn state or whatever, but I feel like eventually five, 10 years, whatever down the line, once those, the league starts getting a foothold and teams start getting better and maybe some of the bad blood starts to increase as you get familiarity. I don't know that those you know, in-state series are going to mean as as much anymore. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't look like it's heading in that kind of a direction. I'm with you. Uh, well, it's, we'll just have to wait and see. I think it was originally a four-year deal, wasn't it, Viggs? Yep, it's a four-year deal. So next year is the last year that they scheduled. It sounded like they're going to assess it this offseason and try to plan ahead and see if they're going to continue it or if next year is the last college cup. Oh, darn. I wouldn't miss it, really. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to be down at the X, but uh, I don't know. I'd take it or leave it, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I just think that they're going to have to find – to me, it's just – especially when it's like we play these teams already. You know yeah. what I mean? We play yeah. them already, and it's sort of like – maybe because there is that familiarity and you're already playing them in series, you know, some of these teams, it's kind of like – I don't know, you know, it just kind of, it doesn't seem all that special because it's not like something really unique and interesting and whatever. It's like, to me, frankly, if if it were possible, I'm just hypothetically speaking, if you could have a Boston college and a Michigan and, you know, a North Dakota and Minnesota and one like great weekend every year, like an East West battle or, you know what I mean? Something like that. It's like, I would be more interested in that. than Like a real Mariucci classic? Well, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, to me, it's like I would be more interested in something along those lines than, oh, okay, we're going to play St. Cloud for the third or fourth time this year, or we're going to play Duluth for the third time. or yep. what? It's like, you know, how am I supposed to get excited about that crap? Why? Just because it's that Excel and just because they throw some fancy tag and have a, a trophy at the end of it? It's like, I'm sorry, not, you know, excuse my French. I don't give a shit. You know, I don't care. <laughs> about that it's to me it's just kind of manufactured baloney and it's like that's not exciting me anymore i just uh, you know we've played st cloud and umd and how many all these other schools five million times another weekend of that shit is not gonna make me all excited so you i know, just don't think that's it's not gonna capture fans i don't think you know, not to that level i'm kind of with you on that but I, and i would like to see them take advantage of the mariucci classic a little more i mean uh, the teams they bring in now are pretty damn soft you know, I mean, I, for the most part they are the, 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 the first team they play is always a, a low end soft team every year I mean that's just the way it is uh, obviously Harvard was here this year yippee but some years they've had some pretty dog teams I would just like to see them get creative in some way shape or form than to just continue to rely on the same shit with the same teams and the same arena and the same, you know what I mean? It's yep. like, there's gotta be some creative thinking going on. If you want to like gain some excitement or whatever, it's like, I mean, I know it's not going to be easy to draw fans from like a Boston college out to here or whatever, but 
there's got to be a way to manufacture more interest and excitement than just playing the same teams, you know, that we already play as it is. So I, I, they've got to do something. What do you think, Viggs? Well, I just I disagree with both of you guys on this. I think that what? playing the in-state teams is something that's really important. I think even though Minnesota didn't get up for it this weekend, obviously the other teams did. Obviously the other fan bases enjoy when they beat Minnesota. It's a big deal to them. I think if Minnesota was a top-five team this year and they played St. Cloud in that championship game, I think we'd have a totally different opinion of the tournament. I don't know. I just I'm kind of with Hammy because you know they already saw St. Cloud two games earlier this year. They saw Mankato two games earlier this year. We didn't see Bemidji, but you know I think we traveled to Bemidji last year. I mean, he's right. We see these teams a lot. You know, I would rather see maybe an expanded Mariucci Classic when you're getting your teams that you used to play, like like your you know, like a BC or a Denver. Uh, you know, some of these schools that that have that have a lot of history, but. I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of with Hamby. It's just, you know, we, we, we do play these Minnesota teams a lot. Well, you know, do, we need, do we need another venue to play them again? Because that's well, what's I mean, Or, I mean, just start, I mean, just brainstorm stuff. Maybe every year you play a series at Excel with, like, North Dakota or something, you know? Or, you know, you just, or you, I don't know, just, but not the same shit every year with the same teams or you're pretty much the same teams and the same format. And it's just, I don't know. It's like, oh, well, the bean pot is great out east. Let's try to figure out something that we can copy that's going to be like that. It's like, I don't give a shit about that. You know, hey, bean pot's great, lots of tradition, whatever. But it's like, that's for them out east. Let's try to figure out something different and new for us. I don't want the same crap with the same teams all the time. And that's why, frankly, I kind of liked the Big Ten in a sense is that I felt like, okay, maybe we'll see some extra variety in the non-conference and it's not going to be so heavily weighed with the same teams all the time. And it's like, that's what I liked about um, some of the changes is that we were going to have some new faces and new teams that we're going to be playing. And but they haven't to me captured enough of that. And I know that some of it's money related with travel expenses and whatever, but nonetheless, it's like, let's try to take advantage of some of these differences that we have now. Would you guys prefer that they not do home and homes with St. Cloud Duluth uh, throw in the you know the home and homes with Minnesota State instead, you know keep the North Star Cup and then travel out to BUBC where those games aren't televised. When they, play out, when they play at those rinks, you know they control the TV and those games are never broadcast here. Well, I, I'm, like, I'm not like a lot of fans where I have to have every freaking game on TV, otherwise I'm gonna pout. You know, it's like <laughs> if I have to listen to a game on the radio, you know, it's like. Shit, that's what I did when I was a kid with the with the North Stars. Like Al Shaver, I grew up listening to that guy, you know, and, and I love listening to that guy. And North Stars games on the radio, it's like I don't have a problem. Maybe it's a generational thing, but I don't care if I don't have every freaking game on TV. So if it's a good game and it's gonna be good for the team, it's like I don't care if the game's always on TV or not. I don't I don't need to be spoiled. I mean, we get a lot of games on TV. We talk about this shit every year. And it's like every fan's like in a pout if we don't have if four of the games or five of the games aren't on TV. It's like whatever. You still get thirty games. Quit crying. <laughs> Come on, if we're gonna let's get riled you know, up now. Come on. Yeah, if, I know, I know. If I, the team isn't gonna be riled up, then let's get riled up ourselves and talk some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? It's like I'm tired of the same old somebody's gotta start like, you know, waking everybody up. It's like this is stale dude 
the team is stale right now. The program is stale right now. And this tournament is stale, in my opinion. It's the same shit. Let's do something different. We need to inject some life into things, and I'm not seeing it. Viggs? He must be on mute. The fans are apathetic, and the the buildings are (laughs) half empty. I think that's the issue right now with this program. You know, they're selling the tickets for the games at Mariucci. So, you know, there's 10,000 seats sold, but only 7,500 or 7,000 are showing up. I think if the university cares, they're going to figure out a way to make sure that building is close to full for these games. You know, if the atmosphere improves, you know, it becomes a, something that people want to do again. It becomes something that people want to watch again. And I think ratings are, have probably gone down. Obviously, attendance, you know, the people showing up and having their ticket scanned has gone down. Uh, the North Star College Cup is no longer required viewing. You know, it is stale. They do have to shake something up. But it's still college hockey, and I still think it's one of the best games to watch out there. Well, I, I, look, I, I'm not the guy that's going to be always calling for coaching changes and whatever, but it, it's it, something's got to change. And to me, there has to be some new blood injected because it just feels stale. It feels like the effort's not there on a pretty consistent basis. Um, there's too many kind of like, what somebody on GPL said, oh, that Lucia was talking about puck luck, you know, as part of the reason why we lost. I, don't, I didn't hear the interview myself, so I don't know what the context was. But I think it might have been his weekly show on 1500. Right, but I mean, I don't know exactly how it was. I don't want to take it out of context, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I just feel like it's the same answers to the same shit, and it's the same, we got to get the three, and we got to do this, and we got to do that, and it's like, I just, you know, do something different, man. Come on. And if it's not working, then they got to find somebody who can step in and make it work, you know. And I just feel like we're at that point. It's been, what, 17 years or whatever it's been. It's like maybe it's time. I don't want to get to Red Berenson territory where it's like they're so entrenched that nobody wants to offend the guy and get rid of them. It's like at some point we need to make a change, man, and I'm feeling like this is we're getting there. I just feel it. You're as bad as hell, and you're not going to take it anymore. I don't think Don Lucia is the reason that they charge for the preferred seating. I don't think he's the reason they raise well, ticket prices. It's I, not, not his fault compl- that stuff happened. No, I, I'm not saying it is. That part, I'm not saying anything has to do with him. I'm talking about what's on the ice, what the results are. I get the whole, hey, it was great for four years, and that was the winningest class, and for four years, all that. Hey, wonderful. I'm not saying that you know he's terrible or anything like that, but I do feel like at some point, we haven't been getting the, the most out of teams, I don't think. I mean, I, I, we didn't get it the most out of the team last year. Uh, this year, I think it's questionable that we're getting the most out of the team. Um, but they have flaws, no doubt, but, you know, guess who picked the players? I mean, at some point, you got to start thinking something's got to change, and this is just not enough. This is not enough, not with this program, not with what its, you know, opportunities are to get players and whatever. At some point, you got to quit making excuses and getting results. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm a crabby SOB tonight. I don't know, but I'm just, Maybe. you know. You know, you know it, there, obviously that sentiment is out there this year. Um, you know, obviously I, I thought the City Pages article was kind of out of bounds, but right. it did rile up those people who are frustrated. 
You know, there, there's obviously it was Willie slanted, but there's a lot of people out there who feel that something's just not right, Hammy. Well, I mean, th- here's the thing. I, there are things that a coach controls, like we talk, and there are things that he doesn't. I mean, I, I don't whine about the Big Ten Conference because, to me, that's not the coach's decision. That's an administration thing, and let's be honest, our paychecks you know, are getting written by the Big Ten and the Big Ten Network, so they're not yeah. going to piss away that for just hockey. I mean, that just is it's ridiculous, so let's not even go there with that. I don't blame the coach for that, and I don't blame the administration either because they got to think about a hundred million dollar budget and whatever. But other things like who you know, you know, it's not coach's fault with like the seating and the prices and all that. But you know, there should be something in there where there's more leadership. On, hey, we got to do something about getting more fan involvement. I realize that his main job, or any coach's main job, is the players and the product on the ice. But still, it is your program. There's got to be more done that's going to get more fan involvement, more excitement. I don't care if the coaches are out there shaking hands. Whatever they got to do to get more fan involvement and more excitement among the fan base, you know, whatever. They got to do it, Bo. And they also have to start getting these guys to start putting in an effort consistently. And I don't mean this bullshit about, oh, they're working hard in practice and they're trying to get better every week and whatever. It's like, great, but I want to see some goddamn results on the ice. I'm sick and tired of the excuses i want to see some better results and i'm tired of it i'm tired of it i mean we got the eight it's this is a big hyped up weekend for minnesota you know and it's like this college cup and it's like you go out and lay a freaking egg it's like well what the hell man i mean you're not going to get a lot of votes of confidence as a coach when you your team lays a freaking egg against bemidji and mankato i'm sorry but those aren't great freaking programs. Mankato had a great year last year, but they're not a great program. Bemidji's not a great program. St. Cloud's pretty good. You know, they've been up and down over the years, but they've been pretty good under Moscow. Sandalins, I mean, this team this year, they're underachieving. But, I mean, I'm just saying, God damn, they got to start doing more. This is Minnesota. It just, it, this is Minnesota. They shouldn't be 1-7 against other Minnesota teams. They should be seven and one. I mean, really, the, you know, we've heard it all along. You know, Royce, he loves to say it. We're the Yankees of college hockey, and we're not showing it. I'll tell you that. Not showing it. Well, I didn't mean to dominate the conversation. No, but I'm just, I actually I'm, you like know, whatever. You go off on a tan- I, I, it, it gets me all excited there, Hammy. Well, I just it gets you know, me angry too because you know, obviously. You know, Viggs, you've probably seen this too. When you're covering the team, you, you you tend to be a little detached from it. Yeah, I mean, you're a little detached, but this year's team isn't like past year's team. Yeah. You know, and that's probably on Lucia for the recruiting. And you know, this this year's team didn't pan out to be a typical Gopher team, and it's a struggle this year. And you look at the recruiting classes coming in down the pipe. And they look better. They look like they're going to solve some of their issues right now. But right now, Steve Johnson's the only defenseman who has got the mobility to make plays with his with his legs. And you know that's not what we're used to here. Yeah, I must well, I must say I have been noticing him stepping up in the offensive zone more often lately. Look, they flubbed on Glover and Collins. That was a flub. And frankly, I don't know what the hell the national team thought about picking those two because they didn't do shit with them because those two didn't come out of that program looking like they were ready for anything 
And, you know, that was one of those deals where they picked a couple, especially with Collins, a guy with some raw ability, some size, and thought they were going to magically wave a wand and he was going to be a great player. And once again, the arrogance of the national program ends up being wrong. And it's like, <laughs> but we end up recruiting these guys. It's like, I don't know who made that call. I hope my boy Gensel didn't do it, but, I, you know, somebody made that call, and that was a flub. That was a flat-out flub. I mean, that one's – he's been awful. Let's just call it as it is. That's been awful. Well, Gensel was definitely not happy after this weekend. Uh, Vig, you even tweeted those pictures of him with his head down at the ends of those games, and it's pretty obvious he is not happy with the defensive effort going on right now. Yeah, I mean that's kind of been a common theme with him this year. Yeah. Is every once in a while, he just he just stops coaching these guys because I think he's getting so frustrated because um, you know their their puck skills aren't what he's used to working with. Well, you know, I heard him on the bench earlier this season to say, "Once you guys start to fucking play, I'll start to fucking coach." So really, for Gensel, he wants them to you know, you know, you might screw up, but just give the effort. Well, I think the effort's there this year. I don't think that's the problem. I, I think I think at times last year the effort wasn't there, and that was a talented team. This year I think this team is giving effort most nights. I don't think that's been the problem. I think there's only been a couple games where their effort hasn't been there, but it's clearly their execution. This team is not as skilled on the breakout, and that it, it costs them in the games they lose. Well, it's like the old saying, you put a lipstick on a pig and it's still a pig. Some of these guys just don't cut the mustard, and that was somebody's call. I don't know whose call it was because I'm not down there telling you, you know, seeing who, who's recommending who, but at the end of the day, it ain't working with some of these dudes. They flubbed it. Well, Gensel, I know he's your guy, but uh, he pretty much makes all the calls on defense. Well, I, yeah, well, I'm play, not, I don't. The, he's like, not who plays and who is recruited? I'm guessing too. Well, I'm sure he makes. I'm, they all probably have the input, but at the end of the day, it's like who's making the final call on who we're going to offer. You know, I don't know because I'm not in those conversations. Maybe Lucia's heavily relying on one guy or the other, and I. But I don't know. But all I know is that some of this stuff. I mean, this is to me what's frustrating is that I, 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 we've whenever we've had great teams. It's been teams that have been very good defensively. You know, they've had at least two or three guys that could really lead the rush. And it's like, I don't know, who do they see on this team that they thought was going to be great leading the rush? I don't know. Maybe Johnson, like you said, because he's improved, but he was a late bloomer in the USHL, so it wasn't like he was some surefire thing. Collins sure as hell wasn't. He's got he's like a freaking fawn out there with those fucking tall legs and he can't hold he can't do shit. And it's like Glover's been a flop. Brzezinski, I mean, he's got ability, but sometimes I'm like, you know, it's kind of like goes comes and goes. Hey, careful, you might get his dad upset. I, whatever. And then it's like <laughs> Bischoff. I mean, I like Bischoff, but to me, he's more like just a solid all around player as opposed to a guy that's gonna like yep. knock your socks off and. Like, you know, that's not how it should be here. It's not how it should be at the University of Minnesota. The one thing I've always said about the U is that defensive players, to me, in college hockey are the, is the most important. You can find scoring forwards, but finding top-notch defensemen is more challenging. And to me, when you're at a program like the U, you should be doing a hell of a lot better job with that. I'm not saying that they don't find guys ever. Obviously, they have a lot of guys in NHL and whatever, but... It's like they should do that more consistently, and it's bugging me that when I see that they're not doing as good of a job in that area. All this would be mute, though, if this team was scoring four goals a game instead of two. 
you know, Michigan has a lot of guys who make mistakes too, but they score four or five goals a game and they cover up those mistakes. This team just doesn't have that this year. That they they have six players who are playing well right now up front. It's all related. Well, but Michigan's you gotta, you gotta also good, a little more have, veteran. Too. Yeah, but yeah. You know. Well, it's just that junior class. They're not they're not scoring enough. You know, Connor Riley's starting to figure it out. Justin Clues is starting to figure it out. But those other guys need to chip in if this team's going to start winning. And we well, thought they were going to chip in, and it's been awful quiet. Cammy, Cammy is just dude. What? Where did you go? <laughs> to me, I, I'll tell you. I told this to a parent earlier this year. I'm like, Cammy is making Dave Spihar look like a fucking raving success. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Everybody hyped yeah, up Spihar. Yeah, everyone ripped and, and up Spihar, but he really wasn't give, that bad of a player. No, I know he wasn't, but that's the thing. Is like everybody would give Spihar shit because he wasn't like a 200-point career scorer. Yep. You know, because everybody thought he was going to just be destroying college hockey because of how great he was at East. And then he comes in and, you know, he had a pretty solid college career, but he wasn't great. And so, But everybody thinks, oh, Spihar, you know, he was a flop or whatever. And he really wasn't. But it's like Cammy's making him look like he was freaking a two hundred point score for his career. It's like, dude, you led the. I'm now, you led the USHL. You know, in scoring, you had. I mean, you were great. You always been a score, dude. Eight fucking points this year. Are you kidding me? The dude's probably getting like a ninety percent scholarship or more, and is like eight fucking points, dude. What the hell? You can beep all this shit later, right? So uh, I'm not going to bleep it, man. I love it. I'm just, dude. I'm, you were brought in to score. Now I'm, I'm sorry, but it's like he lost all his balls when he had a little bit of a challenge last year. Some of these guys, I mean, they're just not picking it up. And it's like to me, he's the biggest disappointment because it's like his heart must not be in it. I don't know if he just has lost it, the interest in the game. I don't know what it is, but something just disappeared there. It's just not there. Well, it's really interesting when Vinny Letary talks about his line needing to get going, and he specifically says, we need our guys to get more aggressive. And when Cammy gets aggressive, you know, he starts to create more chances, but there's so many games where he's just checked out. Why? You know, I don't know. What, I don't, know, I mean, I don't I mean, know the kid. I don't know what's going uh, on, in, you know, in his life. I don't know if it's something off the ice or whatever. Or I, you know, I, I don't want to be because I don't know everything about him. So, but I'm just saying, when you're getting that much scholarship, it's like you have to produce. You, if you're eight points in 25 games, is freaking ridiculous for a guy that was a USHL leading scorer in the league. You know what I'm saying? That's terrible. That's terrible, and especially with the amount of scholarship. He's probably getting. It's pathetic. That's just unacceptable to me. He's a prime example of where this team is at right now. Total underachiever, and you you're getting, you know, a lot of scholarship, and that's what you're going to give us for results. Come on, dude. And I'm not saying I'm trying to pick on him. A lot of these, some of these guys are just not doing that well too. But it's like that to me is the most glaring point. Eight points in 25 games out of a guy that what had like 90 some. In his last USHL season, it's like you got to be kidding me. I don't want to stop him. <laughs> You're on a roll. <laughs> well, it's just I don't know, I, man. I, you know what? I get your frustration, man. Something's you, you got to change. It, something's got to change. Whether if these kids actually get their ass in gear or 
there's a change up top or whatever. I, I'm with you. Some of these guys got to perform, and it's a combination of that and the coaching and the, the decisions they're making. It's just, you know, everyone's been saying, you know, oh, they had the best record in the last four years. Yeah, that's nice, but we've all known during this period that something wasn't right, and it's pretty clear that just something's not right. So. <laughs> They, David Something's just guy. They're going to have to seriously, seriously look at this off. I don't, you know, from an administrative standpoint on down, they're really going to have to re-examine everything that's going on in that program. No more of this lip service bullshit. You know, they really got to re-examine everything because it's just not working the way it is right now. There's only so much they can change. They're not going to be in a different conference. All that stuff. You got to live with that. But there are other things they do control that they got to start looking at hard and then start making some changes. You said it. And Penn State's coming. Yeah, we got to get into that. Before we get into that, just hold on a second, Hammy. We'll get. We'll let you talk about it. Before we do that, let's hear from our sponsor, Vintage Minnesota Hockey. Vintage Minnesota Hockey wants you to take a step back in time and keep the memories of Minnesota Hockey heritage alive forever. VintageMNHockey.com features history from around the entire state of Minnesota. One feature that I enjoy on a daily basis is the This Day in Minnesota Hockey History that is on their website. They have tons of info on what's happening on any particular day in Minnesota hockey history. Now, for those of you who want that brand new gold jersey that just came out this season for the Gophers, the one with the Minnesota emblem on the collar, Vintage has it for you. So make sure you visit the store and take a look at that jersey. They just made it available within the last week. You can get it customized with your number, your name, however you want. And if you use the code GPL Podcast, you can get 10% off your order. So make sure you head over to the store and head over to VintageMNHockey.com. All right, we got somebody who thinks you're a little upset there, Hammy. <laughs> Who? Oh, I said I just saw a tweet here somewhere that said you're upset. <laughs> oh, yes. Arg, well, I like your tweet though. Yes. You know, I love it when you vent, man, because it just. Uh... Well, you know, you know, what? Like, you know everybody... we know you love the team, but we know that you know you're trying to be objective about this. But it does get to a point where you're like, damn it. I'm still a fan. I still love the program. I know something needs to be done, and I'm going to tell you. So, well, I, I mean, I love here's that. the thing: I, I always get accused of being an apologist on one hand, and yeah. then if I do criticize, somebody says I'm a Lucia hater or whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's like fuck off. I have an opinion. It's like I'm sick of that shit. Look, I I want him to succeed. I want Lucia to succeed. I want I Mike Gensel is a great guy. He's a great coach. I want him to succeed. Patoni, I want them all, the players. But, man, it's not going there right now. It's just not working. And I'm not, you know, I don't like to be calling for anybody's jobs or whatever because these are people's lives and whatever. But at the same time, it's like, man, people invest a lot of money, especially for the Gopher program with season tickets and all this stuff that, you know, fans are paying a lot of money. It's like, dude, we need some results. This isn't like going up paying $5 for your local high school team. I mean, this is a lot more money and a lot more at stake, and it's just I, I expect better. <sighs> well, maybe it'll get better this weekend, Hammy. Penn State comes to town. Penn State started off good. Uh, then they actually started playing a little more competition, like Minnesota and Michigan. and uh, Well, they're pretty much six points back now. What do you think? 
Are you going to get pissed at Penn State? No, I mean, I th- you know what? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, look, I, you know what the truth is, is that we've been good against Penn State, especially on a big sheet, so I would expect that to continue. Um, you know, but it's like – Am I supposed to get all excited about you know winning Big Ten games right now when we know the Big Ten's down and we just flopped this last weekend? It's like the only thing we have any hope for right now is that this team starts just getting on a run and maybe they'll surprise us when they get to the end of the year. But you know, especially with a good goalie. But and you know, somebody brought up a good point today. Is like think about if Shearhorn wasn't playing as well as he was. Ooh, yeah. I mean, it'd be even worse. You know, I mean, he's doing pretty well for a freshman goalie, and it's like, uh, you know, that's that's something that people seem to forget is, you know, he's actually doing pretty well, I mean, all things considered, and it's still not looking that great at times. So something's got to change. Well, Viggs, uh, we thought that uh, Penn State, brand-new team coming into the league and uh, you know, everything, that uh, it might take them a while to get going. Obviously, they've started pretty well this year. Um, but you got to give Godowski a lot of credit. He's gotten this program on the map pretty quick. And, you know, it, it's it's a great uh, – he's just a great accomplishment, I think, that he's done so far there. Yeah, he's definitely brought in some players, and he, he's sent a couple of pro hockey, so that that's a feather in his cap. And this, this Penn State team likes to shoot the puck. They like to get a lot of yeah. pucks on net. Um, they bring a lot of traffic to the net. Uh, the one issue holding them back is I don't know if they're a great skating team, and that's that's really going to be a challenge for them at Marriage this weekend. I think it gives the Gophers a lot of uh, room to breathe, and uh, you know I, I'm expecting the Gophers to get two wins this weekend, but I don't think Penn State's a pushover team if if Minnesota can't generate much offense. You know I think the Gophers are going to need three four goals each night to win. Well, they definitely need at least three, at least according to Lucia. Well, I think that's more true this weekend than, than maybe against Ohio State and Wisconsin. I think those those schools you can get away with maybe getting two. But uh, Penn State's going to fire you know, 30, 40 pucks on net, uh, so the odds are in their favor of getting a couple. Well, p- pretty much the, the, the league will be decided this weekend. Maybe not for the Gophers and Michigan, but uh, if Penn State wants to stay close to either of those teams, they need to do something this weekend because if they don't, you know, Michigan and Minnesota – are going to be gone. It's going to be a two-team race. So really, it, this is a beyond huge series for Penn State to at least make a dent. Yeah, if they want to have a chance of getting that bye in the Big Ten tournament, this is a weekend they need to get a win out of. Otherwise, you know, we're going to see a split into the top two, middle two, and bottom yep. two. Yep. Forget, forget it. They're toast. I, I think they're toast already, too. Because but. to me, it's like, okay, I don't see them doing any better than a split at Minnesota. And then they have, what, they have six of their last eight on the road, including at Michigan two games. I, I, I'm not seeing it. I mean, I just think that it's a two-team race already. I mean, I, maybe I'll be shocked this weekend. I mean, I guess with the way we're kind of inconsistent. We just don't know which team is going to show up. Yeah, I mean, I can't bet on anything this weekend necessarily, but considering it's on a big sheet and the way the Gophers, you know, play and they have the speed advantage and whatever, I, you know, in this series, I, I just think that, I can't see anything different, any more than a split for Penn State. So I, I just think it's a two-team race anyway. I would tend to agree. I, I you know, it is a two-team race. Uh, if Penn State wants any chance, they need to do something this weekend. I don't think they'll be able to do so. Like you said, it's pretty wide open ice, and that's probably not a good 
recipe for success for Penn State. Um, boy, I'm going to say sweep all the way, but nothing shocking there. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's going to be a sweep too, but then again, you know, just you know don't get how... a, don't get excited, people, if they sweep because we've seen that the the Big Ten competition is not that great this year. Let's see them sweep Mich- or Michigan when they come into town. Then maybe we'll get excited again because we've been fooled already, fooled too many times. Correct. All right, guys. I think we've got you riled up enough. You think you'll be able to go to sleep now, Hammy? Oh, I should be all right. <laughs> oh, boy. I thought about getting into some other topics, you know, like the, the finances and stuff. But, geez. Finances like what finances? The big the, – the, the one you put on GPL? Oh, man, I got, I, I got Deutsch yelling at me about that. I, why? What's he yelling about? Well, they're just wondering where those numbers I posted came from and stuff like that. And Well, it came from what? That government site? Yeah, it came from the government site. Isn't that site? being reported? That's coming from the U, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that but being they reported? don't know but, where they get their own numbers from. Well, I'm sure they don't, but it's like don't complain when and it's, it's somebody from way, up, way above their pay grade that probably gives that numbers anyway. So, well, Vigo, you're going to look into the finances a little bit, aren't you? Yeah, hopefully by the end of the year we'll, we'll get some yeah. – uh, Freedom of Information Act request fulfilled here, and we can take a deeper dive into the, the health of the program. So hopefully look for that on, on GPL by the end of the season. Well, I, I will say this, and, and I brought this up on GPL. You know, at the end of the day, the gopher hockey money was never the gopher hockey money yep, anyway. That's true. You know, that was the athletic department money. It's not like because we profited – three four million dollars that that all that money just got poured right back into the gopher hockey program it's like that's not how it works it's nope that's being used to subsidize the, the non you know the teams that aren't making a profit you know and so i just think that that's where people sometimes get a little wound up like oh my god you know we're going down the drain and you know, all that money and da, da, da. it's like i don't think really that's not how it works so and they're making plenty of money every year it's going up as far as television and all that other kind of stuff so they people have to keep that in perspective yeah usa today does a report every year and they they pull all this financial information from every uh, d1 institution and revenues keep going up and expenses go up with it i think with minnesota it's pretty obvious that it's an accounting change you know the travel isn't that much different yeah you know they're going to to michigan and to penn state but they're no longer going to denver cc and alaska Mm -hmm. so it's not like these travel budgets are going to be different you know they still play the same number of games um so so i i i'll find out more by the end of the year here but i i don't think it's anything drastic with expenses going out of control for them what did somebody say that it was uh, Teague's liquor budget that went up? <laughs> shrimp, shrimp cocktails. Shrimp Probably they're they're paying for his uh, sexual harassment stuff through the oh, hockey program. Here we go. Well, I'm just saying. Know. You know, he I know. was in charge of this shit show. So I know. I no argument here. No argument here. Well, I think that's about it for this week, guys. I, th- I think we got you uh, all wound up enough, so that's going to be great. Remember, you can always follow Hammy at Hammy Hockey on Twitter and Vigo at EVigo on Twitter. And at the end of this podcast, I'll have more audio from Lucia, Letary, and Johnson, so make sure you tune in after the, prod- uh, the broadcast. We'll be back next week to talk more Go for Puck.
brought our snowshoes. You brought your snow? Nice, easy you got way. Got on the, on the uh, cars? Some skis. Jeff only slipped at one intersection on the way here. <laughs> uh, let's start positive. Justin Kloos, a hot hand. He's got seven in a row now. You kind of... You alluded a couple weeks ago, said he's going to break out of the funkies. Well, I think when you have an offensive player like Justin, that uh, eventually, if they're getting chance, they're going to start to go in. And, you know, he's uh, played really well the last uh, couple months. And he got off to a slow start. And I know that really bothered him. And sometimes when you're a captain, it makes it even that much more difficult for you um, because you want to lead the team. And, you, and for an offensive guy, you do it by scoring. And, uh, you know, that line was really good this week, and that was by far our best line. And, you know, unfortunately, that was probably the only line that played the way we needed them to play. Losses count the same, but do they just continue to hurt a little bit more when they – maybe it's almost coincidence now that it just happens yeah, to the instinct. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, – yeah, it hurts either way. I mean, uh, that was a disappointing thing for us is that, you know, we, we had made some strides, and, and then, you know, this weekend was a setback for us. And uh, it was disappointing because we, we need wins. Uh, we knew that going in. Uh, I, I thought we, you know, we played better Sunday than we did on Saturday, uh, but but Saturday I, I just don't think we played uh, hard enough or well enough throughout our lineup. And really, you can look at that for the weekend. That, you know, when we've been going our, our best, we're getting consistent scoring from our top two lines, and then all of a sudden the, the third and fourth are chipping in as well. And this weekend we had two guys score goals. And, uh, you know, we haven't won a game. We've scored two goals or less. So we need that offense uh, if we're going we're gonna, to – we need to get to three. And, uh, you know, from a defensive standpoint, we didn't give up a lot. Uh, we gave up, what, three five-on-five goals. And, you know, uh, we gave up one goal, went off a guy. And the second, second night, one of their goals went off our stick. So that's that fine line between winning and losing. But at the same time, I mean, we, we didn't do enough offensively either night. Are these What's, losses to in-state teams magnified almost maybe more because they're not conference games? Because uh, they are a little no. more special, so to say? Well, I, I think the conference games are the most special now just because mm-hmm. that, that, that you're always playing for points. But... Um, you know, like we talked about, I mean, the, the teams are, I mean, Mankato's leading their league and St. Cloud's leading their league and um, good teams. And uh, But it's it's just we didn't do well enough non-conference. I mean, the non-conference slate is over, and, and we didn't do well enough, and, and that's put us in, in a hole. Um, but there's nothing we can do about it now. Um, it's just we've got eight games or ten games left in the Big Ten, and, uh, you know, we got to try to win as many games as we possibly can. This is a big weekend with Penn State. I mean, they're right behind us in the Big Ten standings. It's an opportunity for us to put some distance between uh, themselves and our, ourselves and um, put us in the best position to come the end of the year. What's been your message to the guys? Because you were playing very well before this week. You need a little Well, I mean, you lose, a couple one, terrible, well, you, know? you, you lose a couple one-goal games, and, and I, I was just disappointed. And, uh, I don't think we played as well as we, we needed to play or well as we had been playing. Um, you know, we had a little disruption with Tommy missing most of the week, and that line wasn't real effective. Um, hopefully now when he gets a full uh, week of practice, because that, that, that line probably had been our best line over the previous month, uh, and, and uh, they just they didn't create a lot from an offensive standpoint. And uh, we, we need to get to three. I mean, when we're all of a sudden scoring three or four goals, that's when we're a better team like everybody is. And, when you score two, it makes it awfully difficult to win. And we didn't, I mean, Saturday, Sunday we didn't have a five-on-five goal. Was that the biggest surprise to you that the team was playing so well going into this? He had won five straight and it seemed like uh, the ship was going in the right direction. You know, uh, you know we'd won five in a row and, and so, I mean, my wife, it was, she gave me the, uh, well, what happened because she wasn't here and on Saturday and I said, too many attaboys. She goes, what, what is an attaboy? I said, maybe too many slaps on the back. I said, hey, you guys are playing well, and this is what you're doing well. And you, you kind of think, ah, 
maybe I don't have to work quite as hard. And, and uh, with this group, I mean, we have to work. We have to play a certain way. Uh, we have to make sure we play tight. I, I didn't think we were, had good rhythm coming out of our zone. And, and we went back the last time we played in a small sheet up in Penn State. I, I thought we came out of our zone great. Uh, this weekend we didn't. We were choppy. We weren't very efficient coming out. And you know, when we, it goes back to earlier in the year when we weren't playing real well, we weren't very efficient coming out of our own zone. And that, that's a combination of your retrievals with your goalie and your D. That's our center being low and slow. That's your wings on the wall. That's making good plays uh, coming out on the walls as well. So it's, it's certainly not pointing the fingers at any one person. It's, it's a combination. But you know, when you can get out of your own zone cleanly, it just makes the game that much easier. You mentioned on Sunday that last year you guys didn't play well in the North Star Cup, but you finished the season well. What were the keys to doing that last year, and how might that apply this year? Well, I think we started to, to score. I think if you go through uh, whether it was last year when we were struggled um, or, or this year, all of a sudden the offense dries up and you're not scoring. Uh, you know, last year what did we get one each night or something like that. Um, and the same thing, uh, you know, we scored two each night. It's, that's not enough for us to win. Um, and, and so we, we, we're not, a, we haven't been a real deep offensive team. So that's why we need, uh, you know, we need all of our gut, especially our, our gold and, and maroon line has done the majority of the scoring. But then, you know, we, we need the other guys chipping in. And we went to Penn State and all of a sudden Gates had a couple goals. Vinny scored. Um, and and uh, our fourth line had some goals. And, and same thing with Wisconsin. We had a lot of different guys scoring throughout our lineup. And that just didn't happen this weekend. What do you expect from Penn State after having played them twice already? Well, having played them last few years, you know their style. They're going to shoot from anywhere. Uh, they play with pace. They're going to come at you. Um, they're going to play their four lines, and um, you know the, the games have all been pretty good. And uh, you know we we lost an overtime game there this year. We came back and won in game two, and and now this is a critical series just because of you know they're eight, we're eight and two, and they're six and four in the league, and we have really have an opportunity to, to separate ourselves this weekend. Are those wall battles really important for the younger guys to yeah, win, especially I mean that, against the in-state teams? Yeah, well, it's for anybody. I mean, it doesn't matter who. I mean, you you got to win wall battles, and you got to be able to get the ins and outs and pucks ins and out. But um, I, I didn't think we created a lot from an offensive standpoint. We didn't get too many rebounds, um, and so the, we just needed to be a little bit sharper than what we were. We we weren't good enough this weekend to to get the results we hoped to have. You talked about evaluating the North Star Cup last night in your coach's show. Mm-hmm. Do you have any initial impressions after this weekend? Uh, no, I mean, that's something for the administrators are going to have to make some decisions. I, I think they'll probably have to, you know, I think in the long run you, you hope it goes. Um, I can't say after, you know, three years. The, the, the question becomes, is the attendance been good enough to for the teams to think, boy, we could have some home games too. Uh, and, and so I think that's what's to be determined, that we agreed to original four-year deal. We thought the concept and the idea was really good. And, um, you know, we tried the afternoon games. Is it better to be Friday, Saturday? That, that, again, that's something that, you know, I think as coaches and administrators, they'll, they'll be talking about. Uh, we just There hasn't been any debriefing yet. A couple of guys, uh, Tom and Bob, were both saying that they think it's a very important thing to keep the rivalries going, that we keep the tournament going as well. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that's we've, that, that was the whole point of it yeah. when, when you set it up. And, and I think now that you're a few years into your own conferences, um, the games, they're a little bit different. I mean, when you, there's one thing when you play games and they're for points, and, and with, with you're in your conference, and we've even seen that, you know, when you go in each other's buildings, that maybe it hasn't quite been the same. But um, uh, 
I, I think for the big picture, uh, it's obviously important. Um, it all, some of it will have to do, you know, in the future, whether it's a year or two or three years down the line, what happens with conference sizes, conference number of conference contests right now. Uh, I, again, those are all things that will be, you know, determined down the line. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Thank you, Don. Thanks, Coach. Anything you can uh, say about what happened last weekend? Well, if you take away the empty net goal, they were both one-goal games, and uh, we definitely didn't play well at all. So uh, it's just some days you're going to play bad and you're going to have one shot, a lucky bounce that goes in, you win the game. But this weekend, uh, it wasn't it wasn't for us. We didn't deserve uh, to win. We didn't deserve the championship at all. We we didn't play our game at all. So this week's going to be crucial for us to getting prepared for just the rest of the year for Big Ten games. A loss is a loss, but does it sting more when these pile up against the in-state teams, those rivalry games? They do because we haven't been uh, hot at all in this in-state rivalry. We've been actually really bad. So um, I, I don't know what it is about us playing uh, in-state rivalry. I don't know if it's them just wanting it more, but um, we just. We never bring our A game, and we haven't this year, especially when we play the Minnesota teams. I think that's definitely a big thing that we should be bringing in our A game because these are in-state rivals, and people want to see great games. And uh, to, to fall behind and not to win these games, it just it hurts us too. To the positive, what's it like seeing a guy like Justin Kluge get on Terry? He's got goals in seven straight. Yeah, that's big for us. Um, our first two lines need to keep producing like they are. Uh, they've been... Um, pretty much impacting our team greatly the, the whole year. Uh, it's my line and the fourth line that needs to definitely pick up our game and, and contribute to the wins because when we do that, then uh, we're a different team and we're a lot better. What's missing right now, the detail of your game and your line? Um, we're just not playing consistent, whether it's just us not bringing it every night or just not playing aggressive enough. But um, we had continue to get shots because you can't score unless you shoot the puck. So. Um, we got to continue getting more shots each period and uh, just hopefully contribute to our team. With, with Penn coming in this weekend, it's a chance to distance yourself from the rest of the pack and really kind of cinch a top two finish. Extra importance there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, every game's going to be important. Now we got to take it one practice at a time and one game at a time. Um, these first two games are big because Penn State's such a good team and they've been improving a lot since they started as an organization for hockey. and. Uh, we, we just got to keep improving, too. I mean, before these two games, I think we were 5-0. and And so um, if we just forget these two games and put them behind us and just go out there and, and really work hard and have a good full week of preparation, I think we'll be fine. I kind of feel like this is sort of a home stretch. You get these last couple non-conference games out of the week, out of the way last weekend, and now it's sort of you can almost see the finish line out there ahead of you. Yeah, exactly. These were, um, I mean, we've been playing a lot of Big Ten games before this, and then we just had a little a little stop there with the non-conference, and then now we're right back at it. I think we have 10 games, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh so we just got to take that one game at a time and just see where this brings us. It's perhaps the most surprising part of the weekend that you know you were playing so well going into it and it looked like your problems were kind of behind you guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when when you're 5-0, you're you know, the guys are a lot happier, the coaches are happier and we want to just keep improving. We don't want to be comfortable with ourselves, but then when you go and get swept like that in in your own tournament that you're hosting, it's it's not a good feeling at all. Um, we were hoping for a different result, but that's what we deserved. And uh, this practices uh, this week are going to be tough. I know they are. The coaches are going to be honest, but that's what they should do. We need to become uh, more prepared for games like these and just go out there and and uh, give it a, give it our all.
does it give you guys kind of a check to yourself to kind of say, okay, you know what, we had a good, we had a tough weekend, but we really do have to keep the, the pedal on the gas now? Yeah, definitely. And, and players like Justin Clutes and Hudson Fashion, you know, those guys that have been contributing a lot, and Leon and, and the rest of the crew up there, they just got to keep doing what they're doing. Um, the bottom two lines here have to have to pick up their weight and just help the team a lot because without um, the full four lines and, and all the D and, you know, the goalies, it's, we're not going to go anywhere. It's a full team effort. What kind of attitude and mindset do you guys have to approach these final 10 regular season games with? Well, we uh, we, we control our, our own season right now because we're ahead of the game. And, and since we're in first place, it's just uh, it's on ourselves. You know, uh, we just have to have good week of preparation. And when we have good week of practices, uh, it shows in the game. It shows right when the puck drops. We're, we're on the puck right away and we're getting shots. But... When we have a bad week of practice, it shows, and they come up on top usually first. So um, it's just preparation from here on out and just becoming more of a team and escalating our play. Does it feel strange that you're in first place in the Big Ten, given you come off a bad weekend like that, but you beat the right teams at the right time? It's kind of a strange first place, isn't it? It does, yeah, and that's what's weird about hockey right now is that we haven't been having a good season at all, but in the Big Ten we're, we're showing what we can do, and we haven't even been playing our best hockey in the Big Ten too. So. Um, it's definitely a, a good um, aspect to our team is that we're winning at the right times right now, and we just got to keep doing that and finish off the, uh, the season strong so we can uh, hopefully get ourselves in a good spot in playoffs and go from there. Thanks, Frank. Good luck. Thank you. <clears throat> Come on in. All right. Uh, survive the snow. That's blizzard out there. It's right here. <clears throat> is it like watching a guy like Justin Clouse have the kind of streak he's having right now? Yeah, you know, he's been playing really well. He's, uh, I think, scored in the last uh, six, seven games or so. And, uh, you know, he's a leader for us, and uh, we expect him to keep producing points and, uh, you know, lead our team in the right direction. Coach mentioned the other day that last year you guys had a uh, poor streak at the College Cup and then were able to come on at the end of the season. What do you guys need to do now to pull together and make sure that you have a good end to the regular season? Yeah, definitely. Like last week, and obviously it was a disappointing weekend for us. So we did not want, we didn't expect that. So uh, now we just got to focus on Big Ten play. I think we have uh, 10 games left here in Big Ten play, and uh, we're in first place. So we control our own destiny, and uh, we just have to continue to win games and uh, put, uh, put ourselves in a good position for the end of the year. How much are you bringing back the uh, how? How you finish this past weekend towards the end of the season? Not at all. I mean, we're just gonna, you know, just kind of forget about it. That's what you have to do uh, in sports nowadays. It's just uh, every day is a new day, and uh, this week's gonna be a great uh, week for preparation for Penn State. And uh, we're just gonna have to uh, go out there and uh, you know play how we usually play. Each loss does count the same, but does it sting a little bit more when it is these in-state teams? Definitely. You know, uh, you know, to be a national champion, you have to be an in-state champion. And uh, so we uh, obviously we pride ourselves really highly on uh, in-state rivalries, but uh, like I said, didn't go our way this weekend, and uh, we just kind of have to put it behind us. Coach Lucia says the margin of error for you guys is so small. What's the difference right now between winning and losing? Um, like you said, uh, I think everyone's got to be going uh, all 6D, uh, all 12 fours, we just, and all you know in the goalie too. So. We all have to be on the same page. We all have to bring our A game every single night. And uh, if we do that, uh, I'm pretty confident that we'll be uh, victorious at, at the end of each night. What parts of your team game need to sharpen up the most over these last few weeks? Um, let's see. Well, I think last weekend uh, I kind of showed that we you know, didn't manage a puck very well. Uh, we had a lot of turnovers, and that led to uh, you know, their great A scoring chances. So 
Um, we just have to continue to manage the puck and uh, play against our defensemen and keep the puck low and get shots on net and uh, you know have good details to our game and uh, we should be in good shape. Have you been given more of a green light to join the rush? Um, I don't. I wouldn't say a green light. I just uh, that's always been a part of my game and uh, as I've been playing more and more games, I've been. Uh, you know, feeling more confident and more comfortable. So uh, whenever I can join the rush and, uh, you know, put some pressure off of our forwards, I try to do so.